0: hello hello everyone and welcome to chapter 25 on the pursuit of proverbs and this chapter is actually subtitled further wise sayings of solomon all right as always we start out in prayer, so let's get started dear father god thank you so much again we're going to continue to say thank you we cannot give enough thanks for all the wonderful things you've done for us all the promises you've told us through your holy living word and all the times you've had mercy and grace upon us in our lives with all of our sinful ways and the things that we do and our shortcomings, you still find the compassion to have mercy on us, given that you know our hearts and that our hearts really want you. You know our faults and you know our mistakes and our hiccups before they happen. And you know what we're going to do as a solution for you see the end from the very beginning. Again, your knowledge and your wisdom, your understanding, and your instruction is unsurpassed. And will continue to remain that way for all of eternity, as we know. And we thank you for sharing with us what you feel necessary for us to know so that we may also inherit your kingdom alongside the gracious, gracious, wonderful Jesus. God, we ask that you continue to just place your blessing upon our ways and our walk as we walk in your way and on your path that you have laid out for us. Father God, just thank you so much again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. All right, let's start with verse 1, chapter 25, um, the book of Proverbs. Okay, so starting off, it says, These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. Take away the wicked before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great. For it is better that he say to you, Come up here then you should be put lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end, when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it expose your shame, and your reputation be ruined. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver, Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Like the cold of snow and time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become wary of you and hate you. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth in a foot out of joint. Like one who takes away a garment in cold weather, and like vinegar on soda, is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. you. The north wind brings forth rain, rain, and a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. As cold water to weary soul, so is good news from a far country a righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring in a polluted well it is not good to eat much honey so to seek one's own glory is not glory whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls you all this is the word of the lord we're going to start off kind of far into the chapter today you know yesterday i went off on my holy spirit rant But it was a message that was very sincere and um, needed to be said. And I just feel like the the Holy Spirit was just really leading me to talk to you guys yesterday, kind of um, off the cuff. Although it tied into Proverbs 24, you know, we still have to be careful and making sure that we don't try to do everything so perfect all the time. And we have to make sure that We allow the Holy Spirit to lead us when he's calling us to be led. But for chapter 25, for today's purpose of October 25th, um, I have started um, in verse 16. It says, have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. So this is talking about if you find a good thing don't overdo it like don't abuse the goodness that you find or the goodness that is bestowed upon you by the grace of God Um, too much of anything um, gets old very quickly in the sense of indulgence in something so indulgence of the flesh any indulgence of the flesh that you do gets old very quickly Um, so we need to be careful and be mindful to make sure that we are doing things and moving um, in the spirit when it comes to God. And what's the number one most common, obvious way that we do that is we pray. We don't just pray, but we also go into fasting. And it was so funny because I had to go to the doctor to get blood work earlier this morning, and it ha- we had to fast. And the doctor said, We must fast, you can't eat anything after midnight. And so she scheduled the appointments as early as possible, but we weren't allowed to have anything but water after that time. And so the interesting thing about that is, I literally could start to feel my body purging toxins through my tongue. Um, and so, like some of the things that can happen to you when you fast is, um, you might, you shouldn't be getting dried up skin because you should be drinking enough water to help offset that. But some people um, could get really bad breath. Um, sometimes the toxins um, they just come through um, through waste and through your urine. I mean, there's so many ways that it happens, and so um, you similarly really have to purge yourself of the fleshly, carnal things that we like to do and we get into, and just make sure that you know you don't overindulge in anything. You know, people say all the time, everything in moderation. And guys, that's so important and it's so true. Um, everything in moderation because when you overindulge in any one thing that's just pleasing to the flesh, um, then you start to take on the form of sin. Um, and for for overindulgence in food, obviously that's gluttony, all right? Number 17, seldom set your foot in your neighbor's house lest he become weary of you and hate you. Okay, guys, don't be that neighbor or that relative that wears out your welcome, like, all the time. Like, some people, they ha- they're they known for wearing out their welcome. And they, a lot, it's funny only if they innocently have no idea of it and no one said anything to them, but that's just genuinely their, their little giddy personality and they have no idea. And if that's the case, and in that case, I mean, you owe it to them to, like, to say something. So you shouldn't just let that continue on, um... By any stretch of the imagination you should definitely try to figure out you know how you can kind of break it to them or maybe how you can very kindly like convince them to go home <laughs> all right okay um just you don't just try not to be that person you know always want to fellowship be a loving friend a kind friend family member all that but don't do so much that people get tired of you then they start wanting to avoid you just because you hang around too long all the time. All right, verses 21 and 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head and the Lord will reward you. So guys, this goes line, like hand in hand with a phrase that I grew up, um, that I I heard a lot from my mom and other people. That I was around often and that is kill them of kindness so in a previous chapter we read about not taking revenge how it's only going to come back on you for trying to take matters into your own hand but you have to take your battles and toss them up to God and he made a promise that he will repay he will repay so he promises that you just have to believe in that promise as well as any other promise that we believe in And make sure that we don't try to fight the battles that um, then it's not about who is ordained to fight them or not but when you give them to him you get to live your life this comes with the freedom package of, of taking on the salvation of Jesus Christ part of that freedom package is not trying to fight your own battles I would say any of them you know people say pick your battles I say I pick none of them I toss them all up to God you know and while I'm doing that, I'm also killing the people of kindness. In other words, verse 22, I am heaping coals of fire on their head. And it says, and the Lord will reward you. So that's another promise from him. If he's going to reward me for continuously being kind to people, even when other people are wicked to me, then bring on the rewards, bring on the blessings, so store up treasures in heaven, not on earth, where moth and uh, rust destroy. So all you're doing is heaping up your treasure pile in the spirit (laughs) when you're kind to the people who have been wicked to you or corrupt towards you. You're heaping coals of fire on their head. And so the Lord easily knows who he needs to repay um, with wrath and you get to still sleep peacefully at night and not worry about anything. 24, it is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Guys, I, I think that's like the fourth, fourth or fifth time, maybe fourth time, that the book of Proverbs has mentioned in given warning to a contentious woman. And I was just saying that it's better to dwell like on the roof of your house, outside in the weather and elements, than <laughs> than to have a house, being inside the house warm and cozy with a contentious woman if there's a person a family member in your house that's always bringing on strife and um disruption into the family into the household oh man it can be fixed but it's so hard to deal with like that's going to require maybe some deep long bible reading and possibly some therapy um possibly you have to be i mean that's tough it, you but again a peace of mind is priceless there's you can't put a value on it it is absolutely priceless to have a peace of mind um so yeah you got to be careful and be careful you make sure you know who you're marrying before you marry them this goes for men and women um because although the bible talks about a contentious woman there are men that can be contentious too just as well and um it doesn't matter if it's male or female It needs to be avoided. It's strife, which equals destruction. All right? Verse 24. Oh, that's what I just read. Okay, verse 27. And it's not good to eat much honey. So to seek one's own glory is not glory. So it's not good to be full of yourself. Get over yourself. Your stuff does stink. Um, You are not better than any one other person on this earth. Not the most homely homeless person or the most forgotten about orphan which is so sad to even think about but you're not better than that person See, in the spirit you're not you think you are in the flesh in the physical because you might have some credentials behind your name a little title in front of your name you went to a certain school you know you you got through life through networking in a way of making sure you had the right acronyms and words on your resume, whether you actually did those things or not or accomplished those things or not. And um, you use that to get ahead in life, which it probably worked for you, and that's that's good to an extent. Um, but because of it, where it becomes sin, is you've become prideful and arrogant in those things. Um, and you have this um, arrogant just demeanor about you which is an abomination to the Lord a proud look is one of the seven abominations that he mentioned in Proverbs chapter 6 and um, he turns away from the proud so you might say that you're saved but if you're pompous guess what he has turned away from you he has rejected you so your prayers go unanswered if you're a person who has been puffed up in your accomplishments in life in this physical realm Um, and even if you tithe and even if you go to church on Sundays if you're not sitting your behind down doing bible study with or without someone just reading the word and praying to the father fasting um, asking for the things that matter to him which is the spiritual walk So that you can get your physical right. See, we're too busy trying to always fix the physical. But what we don't understand is that if we fix the spiritual, then the physical gets fixed by default. It might be a slight lag, but that's what happens. Everything happens in the spiritual first. If we get the spiritual checked, the physical will follow suit. But it does not happen the other way around. It does not happen the other way around. The spiritual has to get checked first, then your physical life will get on track. Your physical life will never get on the right track before the physical. It is absolutely impossible because the spiritual was here first. God is spirit. He is here first. So once we understand that and realize that and recognize that, then okay, but if you're walking around doing everything you can in this physical world, like I did this, I did that, I like to win, I like to do this, I like to do this, I, 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 me, 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 me. The more and more you focus on that, jumping over people, stepping on people, kicking people down and grinding them into the ground with your heels to try and jump up the ladder one or two rungs, guess what, your prayers are unanswered for that very reason. You pray mess every single time you pray because you think tithing and going to church on Sunday and even being part of one little ministry is supposed to save you and give you salvation. Let me tell you, those are works. Do you understand? Even tithing, that's a work. It's a work. And sometimes, some of y'all out here tithing because you want other people to see you putting money in the bucket. Which means it's not from your heart. You do it for man's accolades, not to praise and worship God. And those who do it from the heart, which you might or might not know, is that tithing is a form of worship to the Almighty King. All right, so we need to really understand that and be careful with that, that the more full of yourself you get because of your little credentials that you think you have or you might have, they don't matter in heaven. And I say that because God is no respecter of persons. Who cares what your little resume says? If it helps you to get to where you are, yes. And for certain jobs, you do need a certain kind of education and a certain number of years behind that education or with that education. So yes, things like doctors and lawyers and um, professional consultants, things like that, of course. But at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, if you were to drop dead right now, where were your soul... Honestly, 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 ask yourself that in the depths of your heart, where will your soul be residing for all eternity? Because y'all know who you are. If you do a lot of works on this earth, you claim Jesus, you have the name of Jesus come out your mouth. But you don't spend any devotional time with the Lord. You have no interest in praying. You have... No connection to the spirit, your spiritual walk, to the spiritual realm in Christ. You were just doing what you can do, and you felt like that you struggled a lot of your life. If that's you, I'm here to say, man, there's an easier way, there's a better way, and, and his name is Jesus. And it's real and it's true. And what I just found out yesterday, which I thought was amazing. There is, I can't remember how much of a higher chance, but there is a significantly higher chance that Jesus is exactly who the Holy Bible says he is than the chances of you winning any lottery in your entire lifetime. (laughs) The Holy Bible is the number one sold book across the entire world, not the United States of America only, but the entire world. The number one sold book of all time. I don't even think the record will ever be broken. So we need to really understand that he's real man and he loves you, and all he requires is the faith of a mustard seed. A mustard seed literally is like that big. I don't even know if y'all can see. Like, maybe that big. It's super tiny that's just just that's just the seed that you need and let it grow and it's interesting because um Kanye just dropped his album today Jesus is King and I only got to hear a snippet of that song in particular and I have to say man I- I'm just cheering on Jesus I mean that you talk about the power of God I don't care what y'all think about that man, about Kanye. I don't care, like, how some of y'all might be feeling about this and that, about the music and all this other stuff, man. Utter the words. Utter the words. You talking about spiritual warfare? You talking about God can use anyone, anyone he wants, for his kingdom, for his will. I find it to be an absolutely beautiful thing, y'all. And I'm just, I'm just sitting in my office and I was like, just clapping and cheering. I was like, yes, Jesus. Like, like he's doing it. Like you, no one ever expected this. Nobody. And y'all can't, can anybody sit there and say that they expected any famous, anyone to come out with an album completely talking about Jesus? That was on the secular side where he got big and he got blown up. And now he about to re-blow up in a different way. Probably regain a lot of the fans that he has lost over the last couple years or so. By saying certain things. But let me tell you man. There's a reason why the believers who who are part of the true body of Christ. They see something different about the political environment than just what the average person is griping about and sleeping about so many christians the, the christians who are part of the true body of christ meaning that they walk in they fully walk in the spirit through the holy spirit the discernment of the holy spirit only only the ones with the discernment of the holy spirit can fellowship in agreement On the political environment and what is truly actually happening and actually going on um, in the United States government for those who call themselves Christians but they have no spiritual connection they are going in the complete opposite direction and so we all got to work to get there and we're supposed to help one another to reach to get to the point to where we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear in the spirit. And let me tell you, man, when you do, you'll see things totally different. We keep looking at the news and just believing everything we see, man. The Lord, the discernment of the Holy Spirit will put something something totally different on your heart. Totally different. And you don't have to agree with what's going on in the politics. You don't have to disagree with what's going on in the politics, but you will see the truth of what's happening. That's what's important. That's what will be revealed to you. And I just hope more people wake up and see it and they wonder why they don't understand how Christians, most um, Christian organizations and evangelists are swinging in one way and then the majority of the population is swinging the other way. But let me tell you, I'm going to just say this. It is important. I don't care, Democrat, Republican, get off the party stuff. The party stuff is a hoax to just get y'all to pick a side. Forget that. You look at those individual candidates. And you pay very close attention to the words that come out of their mouth as far as what they want to have done and how they want to go about executing their plans based on whatever they say on their campaigns. Then what I want you to do is go to your Holy Bible. I want you to read Genesis and Leviticus and Deuteronomy and James and then go back to Proverbs and The book of Matthew. You can read Mark and Luke 2 if you want to. In the book of John. all right. 1 Corinthians. 1 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. 2 Corinthians. Read all these different books in the Bible. And then you make a sound decision. A sound decision. Based on the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and instruction of the living Holy Word. On who you want to vote for. It's time to stop. Having reactionary responses to what is being projected to us on news. Because number one, I say stop watching the news. I haven't I don't watch the news at all. What I do is I download a news app, and if there's any important catastrophe or something that's going on, I get alerted and then I can make the choice to open up the notification to further read the article or watch a video. Sometimes they're live postings. Um, or live news reports. And if not, then I don't click on it. But I have full control over the news that gets projected to me. I pick and choose what I want to look at, what I want to read further into. And then even when I open the articles, still through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit's discernment is on me to read this. And then I still decide, okay, is this, you know, fake news or not? Is it real? Whatever, whatever. Guys, we have to understand who's running our country. Who we think is, is not... (laughs) All right and so we just need to look at the political environment in a whole nother way that um so that we can change it man and god has already shown flexing his muscles through the music industry on the on that level like on the on the because the, man where kanye came from and now he's going back and now that album dropped to people i I read a comment to him one guy was like oh kanye's Um, Jesus came about to make me become a Christian again it's like but why did you leave and it's so sad because I believe it's in John or was it Leviticus no it wasn't Leviticus it was in Luke I think Luke was saying those who have left the faith were never part of the faith to begin with wow that's powerful that's kind of hurtful you know because we all fall short of glory God say what you mean but it says that and it says um it was talking about beware of the, um, the antichrists with the an S, which means there's many of them amongst us. A lot of people that denounce Jesus and denounce God, but fret not, you guys. God is working, he flexing, flexing, and I'm loving it. I'm loving every bit of it. He will use whoever he needs to use, however he needs or wants to use them. He will bring people out the deepest, darkest pits that they've ever been in and never known to a peace that they have finally, finally reached, that they have been looking for, searching for their entire life overindulgent in anything did you hear what I just read about in, in chapter 25 here verse 27 is not good to eat much honey so to seek one's own glory is not glory to seek your own glory is not glory at all whether it be through money through sex through drugs through alcohol through pornography through um, telling people off through being prideful through having a loud mouth and making everyone think that your stuff don't stink it is not glory. To take a million pictures of yourself to be overindulgent in your own self and in your, in your own image. Basically idolizing your own self. To try and entice other people to do the same or to also idolize you. It's good to be a positive role model. But to idolize you and make people think that you should be worshipped or to get some type of power trip off of feeling like people worship you and the ground that you walk on. Man, oh man. God's gonna have a work to do with you. I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all, this is the great commission right now. This is the great revival. No one would have ever expected any rapper from the major secular industry to pop off and drop an album like this. Not Kanye West, not anybody. But this goes to show you, this is physical proof because the Lord already knows that people don't believe things until they see it this is proof and evidence that God is the almighty great I am and he can do what he wants to do his plan prevails out over anything and everything He knows what's going on. He sees what's going on. He knew what was going to come to this before it happened. And while so many of us down here are sitting here worrying, sweating, talking about conspiracy theories, wondering what's going to happen next, he's sitting up there leaning back with his feet kicked up, resting his feet on, on his footstool, earth, us. And he's just chilling. He's kind of laughing, like, look at them scrambling. But I'm going to have to turn some people back into believers. And if it means you got to listen to Kanye's album to do it, so be it just make sure that you get to a point though in where you're walking in the spirit you guys again holy spirit kind of took over on this one i'm kind of i'm loving this i'm liking this right here near the end man this is what this is what this is all about his wisdom and knowledge understanding and it's just a great thing i just want to say i love y'all and thank you all for listening and hanging in there so far and um i just look forward to more exciting things to come all right y'all have a blessed day bye